Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are locked on Jets. Your daily podcast on the New York Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. John B. here, gangreennation.com, and this is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network for Friday, the final day of June in the year 2017. Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe to it on either iTunes or Audio Boom. And please give it a good rating. If you are listening to this show on the way to your destination on this long holiday weekend, I wish you a safe trip. Uh, today we're going to do another mailbag. We did one yesterday. Uh, we'll hop right back in. Uh, we had more questions in the comment section of gangreennation.com. Thanks so much for everybody who submitted questions. Uh, we have some good ones. Enough, enough to uh, fuel another show. Uh, first question deals with Jamal Adams. There's been a lot of hype about Jamal Adams, and my question is, if Adams is a Pro Bowl safety his rookie year, what level of impact would that be for the Jets? I think the level of impact would be quite high, and I think it's a plausible scenario. I don't, I would not guarantee it, but you know, usually when I hear somebody ask if this rookie is going to be a pro bowler and I always say you know you should pump your brakes because most rookies do not make an impact in the NFL um you know most guys when you draft them you're really looking at year two and beyond anything you get in year one is a bonus but Adams is a a little different because first of all he's a top 10 pick uh, you know, top ten. You know, the reason guys go in the top ten is they're the rare breed who actually can be reasonably expected to make a, an impact in year one. And the second thing is that Adams, a lot of people, and myself included, and a lot of smart talent evaluators feel that he was much better than the sixth best than the sixth pick. You know, he was a guy who was a, a great pick at six, and I certainly feel that way. You know, he was not the sixth best player in the draft. He was better than that. So. I think it, it'll have an impact, and I, I would throw in the caveat that I'd say Pro Bowl level, because the Pro Bowl is weird. There are lots of guys who make it who don't deserve it. There are lots of guys who don't deserve it who uh, who deserve it who don't make it. So, and so, so I, you know, I'd never like using the Pro Bowl as a hard and fast uh, judgment judge way to judge a player's quality, because there's too many weird decisions when it comes to the Pro Bowl selection process. So if Adams, so let's just say Adams played at a Pro Bowl level. I hope you'll indulge me as I make that slight change. It's not a huge deal, but um, I, and it'll have a big impact, and it goes beyond just what he will do on the field. Uh, what he does that's obvious to the naked eye. You hear a lot about leadership, and leadership's an intangible quality, and people think it's not really something that shows up on the field. You can't really quantify it. And to some extent, that's true. I mean, some of it, what happens in the locker room, it's about how you're working, leading up to the game, and all that's true. But I th- when I think of leadership, I also think of you know some things that happen on the field. And one of those things that kind of jumps off the page are the reports from the 
off-season practices that Adams was calling out the offense's plays before the offense was running them. And the reason that's a big deal is that, you know, at the safety position, if you can identify what the offense is doing, you can make sure the defense is in the right play to counter it. There are some defensive plays that work better against offensive plays than, than some offensive plays than others. So if Adams can see that the Jets are in the wrong play on defense and, you know, can get that play changed it's going to improve the entire defense it's not just it's not there's some things that aren't as obvious to the naked eye and that's one of those things where that's that that's something he brings to the table and that's one of the reasons you draft a safety that high is his ability to do something like that so if he can make sure that the Jets defense is in the right situation everybody's lined up correctly and then also that they're running a play that is the right play to stop what the offense is doing. It's going to have a pretty big impact. And then, you know, obviously you, you play the run effectively, you play in coverage effectively, fills a big hole. You know, can you help prevent the communications breakdowns we saw a year ago at the back of the defense? A lot to ask a rookie, but Jets really struggled with that aspect of the game a year ago, and their safety play really hurt the team. So if Adams can provide them upgrades in these areas it can have a big impact on the defense. It can make the defense a lot better. And this defense, you know, when people talk about the Jets and their projections, you know, all the projections of how they're going to struggle, I think a lot of it has to do with the offense. There is there is some talent on the defensive side of the ball to make this a pretty solid unit. I'm not sure they're a top-five unit, um, even a, in a boom scenario, because I'm not sure you have the edge rusher you need, the dynamic edge rusher you need to take the defense to the next level. But aside from that, you know, there there are some pieces in place. Um, and that actually leads us right into our next question, which um, also happens to be about the defense. Uh, the defense this year, providing things go our way, Morris Claiborne staying healthy, the rookies playing well, etc., can be good, but what pieces are still required to be great? And I think it would be the, the edge rusher. I think... There are two things I want in building a defense, and it, it goes back to the way the NFL is heading. The NFL is a passing league these days, and that's not to say, look, when I say that, people act like I'm saying that the run game doesn't matter, that I would not want to have a good run game, and that's not what I'm saying at all. But what, what I'm saying is that the NFL, it's about, you have to be able to throw the ball effectively on offense. That's just the way it is. Even if you're a running team, even if you're running to set up the pass, even if you're a smash-mouth team, there has to be a throwing element, an efficient throwing element. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't, you don't necessarily need to, uh, you know, it, you don't need to eliminate the run game, but you got to be able to throw it. Even, you know, running is a means to an end in today's NFL. Even if you are a team that likes to run the ball on first down, even if you like to be a smash mouth team with a fullback in there, you're running to set up the pass. You're setting up play action. You're making the defense commit extra defenders, which makes it easier to throw. So with that in mind, on defense, the goal is to stop the pass. You've got to be able to stop the pass on defense. So there are two key, two key components to that. They're one, being able to rush the passer, and two, be, having guys who can cover. And I think in, the, in that boom scenario for the defense, there are good players almost everywhere, but there isn't the edge rusher that you need. There isn't the, the dynamic edge rusher that you need. I, I like Jordan Jenkins. I think he's going to be a solid player. But I don't think he's the dynamic edge rusher that you need. I think that's that's that is the missing piece of the puzzle. Unless you have a vintage Darrell Revis, a guy who's su- such a dominant corner that the pass rush doesn't matter as much, and that it really does require a player that good. 
you know, maybe the best corner of his generation. You need you need a dynamic edge rusher. You don't need you know you don't necessarily need Von Miller. It certainly helps, but you need guys off the edge who consistently who can consistently get to the quarterback. And the Jets do have some interior guys who can rush the passer. You have Muhammad Wilkerson. You have London Williams. You have Sheldon Richardson. Now the first and the last guy, Wilkerson and Richardson, they need to get their act together a little bit on defense, but. You always, you the best pass rushers in this league tend to be the edge guys. That's just the way it goes. It's, the mechanics, it, you know, deals with the positions, the um, the tasks assigned to these guys. It's tough to do it without an edge rusher. Now you look at the rest of this defense, and there's at least some room to hope. You know, Wilkerson and Richardson return to form. Now you got a heck of you. You have a really good defensive line. If Darren Lee grows a little bit, now you got a good linebacker. You have the two young safeties. You have Mars Claiborne at corner, which now that's a question mark. There's no doubt about it. And you know, the, this is a guy who struggled both on the field and with injuries. He just he struggled on the field. He struggled to get to get on the field because he's had a lot of injuries. But he did have a very good year last year when he was on the field. And you know, there's some guys who who just kind of put together a fluky handful of games, and you you can you can think of them. Uh, at any position, you think of some names, but the reason I'm more optimistic with Claiborne is that nobody's ever questioned that this guy's got a lot of talent. If you remember back to the 2012 draft, I mean, this guy, a lot of people said he was going to be as good as, as Patrick Peterson. You know, this was a guy a lot of people thought was the next great NFL corner, so it's not like last year was totally out of the blue, and this guy just played over his head, talent-wise. This is a guy who's who showed a lot of talent. A lot of evaluators thought that this guy was going to be a real shutdown corner in the league. So he's got a chance to be pretty good. Now, of course, there is a flip side to that. The question, a lot of the question marks I just mentioned, Wilkerson and Richardson do not return to form. Darren Lee does not grow into a player. The rookies show some rookie struggles, and I'm not going to give up on Adams or May if they have a rough rookie year. But, if the, but you know, they are rookies. They, it, there could be growing pains. And if Claiborne can't get on the field or if he regresses a bit, which is that's also possible just because Claiborne has talent doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be great. It means he could be great, but... We've seen plenty of moments where he struggled during his career. Then the defense could be pretty bad, but there's at least potential on the defense. There's poten- I see potential on the defense that I don't see on the offense because I think on the offense you really need a lot of guys to play over their head. On the defense, you need some guys to grow. You need some guys to improve, but I think it's more plausible, the more plausible scenario. The one position I would say it's not at this point is edge rusher. I don't think there's really a dynamic guy at that spot. Next question about Zach Orr, the budding, the young budding linebacker for the Ravens, was a second-team All-Pro last year and su- suddenly retired due to a diagnosis for a neck issue. He got further tests done that contradicted those initial findings, and he's decided to resume his NFL career. He never filed retirement papers, and the Ravens never tendered him or put him on the reserve retire list, so now he's an unrestricted free agent. Should the Jets make a full-court press for Orr, and where could he fit on this roster? Um, I would probably be, I, I, I'm not sure I would say full court press is what I would do there. Uh, that, I'm not sure that's the direction I would say. I don't think this is a guy you absolutely bid after. You, 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 you make a point that you get him no matter what, because there are some concerns here, even if he can continue playing, 
there's something wrong. And I mean, there have been reports. Some teams are still concerned about his medicals. Um, you know, the, the Detroit Lions are, are one of those teams that's been reported. So you got to be careful. And I think you would have to build a contract that protects you. You'd have to structure the contract in a very smart way that protects you. And obviously the doctors are going to have to sign off on that. You're going to have to get the medical reports. That's something we, we just don't have access to. So there, you know, there are things to be concerned about, but I think he's absolutely a guy who could draw, should draw interest. Um, you know, I, I think he, I think anytime you have a, I mean, this team needs talent. That's what this team needs. Um, Team needs needs and team needs young talent. So you have a chance to add that in a free agency. I think you you have to take a hard look at it. I think he'd absolutely fit in. He, um, you know, this is a guy who I, th- I think would fit, fit right in at linebacker. Just certainly have needs at linebacker. So I think that's where he'd fit. He'd fit as a starting linebacker. I don't think there's any question he'd be a starter on this team and a big upgrade over what the team has at the linebacker position at the moment. Um, you know, I, we talked about Darren Lee a little bit, but there are certainly other spots where a guy like Orr could play. Yeah. It's, it's all about, uh, but it's all about being, you know, doing your due diligence. You know, you, I don't think you can just go say that I'm getting this guy no matter what. I'm not going to be outbid for him. But I think that would be could be a productive use of the cap space provided the doctor signed off, provided that you, provided that you can get a uh, contract that makes sense where it's structured in a way that you have built yourself uh, a safety net in case things don't pan out. Um how about a three-gap variation of the bare front? Um, we have three pretty dynamic interior defensive linemen, so why not play to their strengths? Line up in a type of bare front, but instead of them being head up with the offensive linemen, we could line them up in gaps. Play a penetration and stunt game instead of read and react, and then you would rotate them all around the line, switching each guy into a different into different positions so that the offensive line could never settle into a particular technique or tailor their game plans to deal with one individual. Also could shift the line as a whole left and right to cover different gaps. And if a quarterback likes to use long cadences, you can shift them pre-snap from time to time to mess with their offensive line calls. As they're switching and moving and shooting gaps, you can blend in some stunts and blitzes with that talent aside. An offensive line not knowing where they're going to be and having their responsibilities fluidly shifting right into the snap. The Jets would be a nightmare to prepare for. Defensive lines in a different gap every snap, switching sides, shifting alignments, and safeties creeping all around. Bluffing blitzes make Mike linebacker impossible to identify. Stress level heightened for 60 minutes. Even longer, actually, considering each offensive lineman will have to prep to handle the nuances and unique talent of each of our defensive linemen and the exotic pressure schemes we run behind them. Play, play to their strengths and scheme to their strengths. The only uh, thing I can reply to that question is I, I have no idea why the Jets haven't done this already. I mean, that's that's good. Good coaching is playing to your guys' strengths, and I think this is heck. You know what? You are preaching to the choir on that one, my friend. Uh, with that, with that question, you are preaching to the choir. I totally agree with you. That's something I've been saying. I don't understand why you don't scheme do be, do a better job scheming to the strengths. Get Wilkerson, Richardson, Williams on the field at the same time playing in the inside and you know people say the Jets have too many uh, interior linemen I don't agree I've look I've watched football I've seen plenty of schemes where you have three effective interior 300 pound defensive linemen on the field and you maximize them all I don't know you got now yeah maybe you got to be a little creative as our questioner just said but 
I don't understand why they haven't done that. I don't understand why you have the, the Richardson at linebacker thing. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And what makes a lot of sense is the question, the you know, the proposal made in that question, because that's a way you can do it. There are, there are ways you can get these three guys on the field, having them complement each other and have them play to their strengths. And this coaching staff hasn't done it yet, and maybe we'll see them do a better job of it this year. And for the Jets' standpoint, I hope they will. And, you know, when I talk about the boom scenario on defense, yeah, part of it's players playing well, but part of it is coaches maximizing their the uh, talents of their players, which we haven't seen a whole lot of. And um, I guess on that, I wish we had a better note to head into this weekend on. I wish we had a more positive note to head on to this weekend on. Maybe we should have done the uh, the boom scenario on defense before before we ended, but that'll do it. Uh, this has been the Locked On Jets podcast. I'm part. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm John B. from GangreenNation.com. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe on either iTunes or Audio Boom, and if you'd be so kind, give it a good rating. Hope you again. I hope you have a safe travel if you're on the road this holiday weekend. If you're in the United States, I do know we have a lot of uh, listeners abroad. Uh, it's the anniversary of the of our of the United States birth on July fourth. It's Independence Day. Um, if you're not if you don't celebrate Independence Day because you're abroad, I hope just hope you have a nice weekend. Um, because of the holiday coming up on Tuesday, I might be taking next week off. I'll you know, maybe, maybe I'll pop in for a bonus show here or there but i'm intending to take a little time for myself so it might be a little while before before we speak again but uh we will be back in relatively early july um and look forward to chatting with you then what you doing ran out of space on my phone so i'm deleting some stuff by singing dog bye goal i pronounce you bye wedding ceremony Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.